Don't need to eat, forget to breathe. Don't even need to sleep, obsolete. Yeah, we see through the beauty, to the blood of the beast. The blood of the Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, a podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show, as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for musicians, singers, songwriters, artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm your host, Bruce Wozniak from Now Hear This Incorporated. Check out nhte.net and be sure you are subscribing to this podcast and telling your friends to do so as well. Besides that website, you can also find the show on iTunes, which is Apple Podcasts, on Google Play Music. You can find it on the new Google Podcasts app, as well as Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn Radio, and on the Overcast app for iOS. Plus, if you didn't see the big news we recently announced, NHTE is now available on Spotify, so be sure to follow the show on there. Joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from New York, my guest is a singer, songwriter, piano player, and dancer who has worked with the likes of Disney, Warner Brothers, Marvel, Nickelodeon, HBO, Discovery Channel, and many more. She has performed in Times Square and Las Vegas and has performed slash dance captained several national and international tours in over 20 countries. She has worked with several award-winning producers who've worked with the likes of Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, and Pink, among others. She has accumulated over 100,000 streams across numerous platforms. She released a number of singles this year, one of which you've been hearing, entitled Don't Let Me, featuring Senior Cruz. It's my pleasure to welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, Lana Love. Hey, how's it going, Bruce? Very good. Thanks for your time today. I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, same. I'm excited. Let's talk. Awesome. Well, for your benefit, we do always start off the show every week by having the guest talk about the song of theirs that we played during the intro. So in your case, talk about Don't Love Me, which we were playing while, unfortunately, I was talking. Oh, no, it's good. It's actually, it's called Don't Let Me. And that one, I believe, is a remix. Um, that I did with Jack, Jackal, who is out in Las Vegas. So we toured with um, with him last year. Very, very fun. Um, the song was written, it was one of those that just flew right out of me. I was sitting on the subway uh, on the way to Williamsburg, and it just came out in, you know, five minutes. So Wow, wow. <laughs> and now it's what it is. And listeners, that's why I love asking that question every week, because when you hear someone say that they know exactly where they were, how long they took them to write it, all that kind of stuff, that's that's the kind of stuff that you don't get to hear. I'm going to take a shot, sorry, at terrestrial radio. You hear these songs on the radio and you never get to hear the story behind it. So that's one of the benefits of listening to now hear this entertainment. Lana, I have some very diverse questions to ask you today, but Lana Love, I, I'm curious to know first about that name. Yeah, yeah. So I've changed my name actually twice in this business. First, um, firstly, because I was an actress and my name's actually Elena. And no one could pronounce my name at these auditions. And I went, you know what? I'm going to just change it. And they would always call me Alana. So I just dropped the A and ah. made it, you know. 
made it Lana first. And then I, I, you know, now I'm moving into this pop music industry and I'm like, ah, oh, Lana Newman just doesn't fit right with me. It's, it's not, it doesn't pop. And I'm, you know, seeing Lady Gaga, Pink, they all have like, bam, pop names. And I'm like, you know what? What's the one thing that I'm here on this planet to uncover or define for myself or understand and, and share and give? And that's love. And so I said, oh, Lana Love, that has a nice ring to it. And, you know, I, I asked some friends and they were like, hey, that's kind of, that's pretty hot. Let's do it. That's <laughs> so awesome. That's awesome. It just became that. And it's been my quest ever since. Yeah. And I know that in preparation for today's interview, I was seeing that theme throughout all things Lana Love, that you were just all about that message. And I embraced that, supported it, applauded it wholeheartedly. So I'm glad that you got thank to tell you. that story. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for what you're doing. It's a, a message that more and more people need to hear because it really is just that simple. Yeah, yeah. I think what the world need, needs now, you know, is is love. So Absolutely. I'm here to give that. <laughs> well, I wish I would remember to do this with more guests, but I saw the video for that song, Don't Let Me, on your YouTube channel. Really well done, by the way. The video looks really great. And by the way, listeners, more than 6,500 views already on that video in just five months. But Lana, talk about making that video. Specifically, I was seeing the shots from Times Square and even down on the subway and I wondered if locations like those require permission or if it's just kind of a guerrilla <laughs> approach where you get in, shoot, and get out. <laughs> yep. Well, it's so funny that you say that. I put that whole, produced the whole thing in a matter of two weeks. I mean, getting everyone together, wow. getting the shot list. The Times Square, um, the, the Times Square was like a last minute thing. We were all like, you know what, let's just go there, see what we can shoot. Half the dancers had to leave. And I went, you know what, we, if we're going to do this in New York, we got Central Park, let's hit up Times Square um, after the sun sets. And so we filmed a couple things in Times Square. And then crowds began to just, I mean, form like crazy, <laughs> asking for my autograph, wanting to take pictures. And I didn't plan any of this or expect oh any of gosh. this. But it was the first moment. I went, oh, my God, this is going to freaking work. That's awesome. <laughs> I went, this can work. Because uh, it was like, it was just a sign. It was such a beautiful way to end my first music video, you know, on a grand scale. And, man, did everybody come through. I've never had friends support me like that. And I guess I never asked before in that regard, you know. But, but they were there for hours and hours and hours. The guy who filmed it was just so kind, and, and everyone helped me develop what that piece was. So it, it was really cool, Inclu including the crowd. They're a huge part of that, you know, so, so that was really neat. Well, and as I mentioned, it really looks good. And there's also listeners, Lana has an IGTV that you should check out. I was watching a video on there last night and the same thing i just thought the production value was very high on what i watched on igtv and and as i mentioned of this music video of yours for don't let me as well so listeners be sure to check these things out but lana whoever you have doing your video 
keep him or her close because they're doing a great job for you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I will. I will. I'm very lucky. <laughs> well, we've been fortunate to get listeners to this show from 135 countries around the world. So there are going to be people who are just being introduced to you and your music for the first time. So for that reason, let's talk first about your early years. For openers, since I'm in Tampa, Florida, I'm curious to know about your having lived a couple hours south of here in Naples. So when was that? And then also, when, why, and how did you end up in New York? Yeah, so I I lived in Naples um, my teenage years. So I went to high school there, middle school. I moved from Atlanta, Georgia, so I was originally from there. Ah. And, um, yeah, and the theater programs in Naples are tremendous. They're incredible. I think it's like the number two in the, you know, number two community theater in um, the United States. So I had awesome training. I had wonderful mentors there. But, you know, I never really felt like I was there. I always felt like I was in New York. Mm. Always. It was my dream to be on Broadway. And that was my initial, you know, goal. Um, So I I went to University of Florida for a couple of years in their musical theater program. I was actually going to do pre-med first. I was going to go a completely different path. And, of course, (laughs) it just didn't work out. (laughs) And so I I moved um, after a couple of years to New York. And I went to a school up here called AMDA, which is American Musical and Dramatic Academy. And I finished out my courses there. And then from there, I started touring the world. So it sounds like doing the the med school approach just wasn't meant to be. It's not that it didn't work out. It just wasn't meant to be. I mean, clearly, you know, as you said, you were in Naples and you just felt the obvious pull of New York and that that's where you needed to be. Oh, yeah. There was no way it was going to work out. (laughs) My heart was, was so set. And I think I tried to allow it to do something else, but it just pushed me in that direction. And I followed it. Yeah. Well, I'm curious to know more about this reference in your bio to playing Phantom of the Opera on the piano at age four. Did you just play that by ear or were you already in lessons and or did you have a musical mom or dad? No, my mom, my mom tells the story on Thanksgiving dinners and and, um, she when she was pregnant with me, she would hold a recorder up to her belly and play Phantom of the Opera. Wow. <laughs> and I don't know. I, I think I'm sure she played. She just loved it. So she would play it around the house a lot. And when I was four, I just I'd never played piano before. But I sat down and I played music of the night and I picked it out on the piano. And she went, "Whoop, that's it. We're getting her lessons. Wow. And since then, it's just and Phantom of the Opera will always touch, touch my heart in so many ways. Um, so you know, I ended up doing opera for a while, playing classical music, and and uh, it, it really inspired me. I think it was definitely meant to be, that's for sure. So then you, it sounds like you did end up getting into piano lessons then, yes? Yeah, yep, piano. I begged my mom for singing lessons. Um, but, you know, I had to wait till I was nine, but there were years where I went... <laughs> I want singing lessons. So, um, so yeah, and I went the classical route, which is so key. And this is something that I, 
so I teach voice and piano up here. And something that I, I really, you know, tell kids and tell my clients and, and adults, too, it is so important to have a structure and a basis to break all the rules. Because pop breaks all the rules, but I'm so glad that I had that background because it adds a depth and a quality to my sound and my voice and my playing that most people don't have, you know? So it's, it's cool to explore other realms of music if that's where your heart's at, you know? I just love that statement that it's good to have a basis from which to break all the rules. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. We're meant to break rules. We're not meant to be in a set in a structure we're meant to define our own in every respect so that's awesome that's awesome well we are going to dive into the many facets of lana love on this episode listeners she is creating a lot of music and if you are also make sure that you're checking out the various recording solutions from Tascam. I am to the point now where because I record with all Tascam gear, I even look to see what performers are using when I'm out somewhere that has live music. Or when I hear about someone who's recording on their own, I always end up bringing up Tascam. And of course, other podcasters ask me about Tascam gear. So whether you're a podcaster or a musician who's recording demos or singles or EPs or full albums, head to Tascam.com to check out all that they have available from mics to mixers to audio interfaces or even audio for video. That's T-A-S-C-A-M, Tascam.com. Lana, I had set up my previous question by mentioning that something was in your bio. So on a similar note, your Twitter bio refers to you as a former Disney princess. Talk about that. So that was my first job out of college i i toured with disney and i um, played ariel on the cruise ship so ah. we did a mediterranean cruise i was lived on a ship for a year which was a tremendous experience huge growing experience for me um so uh that was my my first experience with disney and I loved it. I got to travel the world, and I got lost every day in every city. I would wake up, and it, we were in a different time zone. I was in Italy. Wow. The next day, I was in France, Greece, you name it, Croatia. It was just wild. It's just wild, but amazing, incredible, incredible experience. And I definitely have a travel bug, so I, I found that out. <laughs> well, you mentioned before about voice lessons and piano lessons, but I do want to highlight for the listeners what an accomplished dancer you are, but where did that, where did all that get its start? You know, I, I was in college and I went, you know, for all the roles that I want to play, I got to up my dance skills. So it was like a thought that came and then the next day it manifested. I thought, you know what? I really need to do this. I need to become a dancer. And then the next day I started dancing five hours a day for the next like two years. Oh my so gosh. So I didn't really start training until I was 18, 19. And I'd always been, you know, an okay dancer, but I mean, I went all out and that's kind of how I am as a person. Anyway, if I know that I need to do something, I learn how to do it. I've never let anything stop me. I, I don't care how old I am. I don't care, you know, whatever the preconceived notions are. I learned how to dance. And that, you, that just goes to show, too, you can't learn to do anything. 
Well, but did you, was your dance education self-taught or did you enroll in classes or have a private instructor or what, what was the approach there? I ended up, I was getting my BFA in musical theater and we had the option to, you know, almost double major in a sense. So I just took as many dance classes as I could in college. And then by the time I got to New York, I was really ready. And, um, and then I just, I took class every day here, every day. Wow. So it, you know, for, I want to say it took me four or five years um, to get to where, you know, I could compete in the New York market. So are you at a point now where you're comfortable enough with where you are dancing or is it, no, I still take the odd dance class here or there, or, or maybe you don't even have time for that. (laughs) Well, I, I actually, I teach it. So it's, it's taken a different role in my life and, and I choreograph as well. So, so I absolutely take class, 100%. Um, I, but I, I don't know if I told you, I broke my foot. I broke my ankle about a year ago, which oh is gosh. kind of what spun all of this writing and really took me into pop music because I had no choice but to dust off my piano and prop my foot up on it for <laughs> you know, five, six months. <laughs> so I was sitting there like a mad scientist in her room. Like I felt like Sam of the Opera, actually. Ah, came full <laughs> circle. I was locked in my room playing piano for months. And by the time I had finished... I had an album. Oh, my gosh. I had an album. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to record it. I'm just going to record it. And then from there, I found producers. I wanted producers that were hip-hop based because musical theater I got in the bag. Hip-hop I knew absolutely nothing about, but I loved it and I wanted to learn about it. So then I kind of I started like finding this cool fusion, and I'm still developing it. And... Uh, you know, where storyline is the basis of the pop music. And I don't think that's something that is in all pop music. So that's that's one thing that I want to bring and weave into this world. I want the listener to be changed by the end of the song and that there's a journey that they go on. So I'm kind of, you know, from that break, I, I'm de- I started developing this new concept and fusion of pop and hip hop and EDM and you know and what that sounds like and looks like and and all that jazz. Well, yeah, life gave you so. lemons and so you made lemonade. <laughs> yeah, that's right, always. Well, so always. let's let's yeah. clarify a couple things here. So for openers, you teach voice, piano, and dance in New York. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And then. You said that you broke your foot a year ago. How did you do that? Was it uh, was it a dance mishap or was it completely unrelated to the arts? No, it was. I was teaching a class and I was doing a turn and I just I landed on my foot wrong. And when I went down, everyone in the class was like, "Oh my god." And I just went, "Yep, that's it's it's happening." <laughs> I was oh like, boy. "I'm going to be out for a time." Oh boy. Um and it's it's funny because I didn't realize it, but I had asked for it. I needed to slow down. Ah. I was going so fast. And and I got an opportunity to, I, I was asked to write a movie musical for Amazon. And I was like, oh my God, how am I going to have time? Of course, like I, I will find time to do it. But 
how am I going to do that? I need time and space to create. It takes a really clear mind for me to be able to sit down and just let a song flow through me. So I can't be running around like crazy and write. You know, it just doesn't, the two brains don't work in that sense. So the very next day, I broke mm. my foot. It was incredible. That will stop you from running for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so that was kind of how I I got into what I think I was always meant to do. Okay, but one of the things that I pride myself on with this show is really pulling out of the guests for the benefit of those listeners who are aspiring performers themselves, asking how-to questions. So you said, I was asked to do a movie musical for Amazon. How in the world did you get that mm -hmm. opportunity? How, how does somebody get asked to, to write a movie musical for Amazon? That's a, that's a great opportunity. Yeah, I was work actually, the guy who shot my music video later on, you know, he, he ended up shooting my musical uh, music video but that we were talking about earlier. But I worked with him on an HBO event in, um, in the summer. So we did like a, a dirty dancing homage to, and he and I just really, really clicked. I was writing for another musical at the time, and he had listened to the songs I'd written, and he really liked them. And then I get an email you know, I was actually, I was in Madrid at the time working on this musical and I got an email from him saying, Hey, I want you to write this. Let's do it. And so I, I went, okay, let's do it. Wow. So I flew back and then I broke my foot and then started writing for it. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you say I flew back, broke my foot, started like, you know, like, like number one written down was fly back to States. Number two, break foot. Yeah. Number three, start. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But it's, it's, Kismet. And I think, and I love that you asked that question because that's something that I ask all the time. How did someone become what they are? Like, what were the steps that, because it's different for everybody, but I really believe it's connection. I really believe it's, and, and I don't really like to use the word network. I like to use the word connection yep. because that's what networking is. It's you vibe with someone, you have a connection in some way and you're meant to do some art together or you, you know, you click with someone and they just give you an opportunity because you clicked and it's not this like big secret. And I, I kind of want to uncover that because I have to uncover that for myself and just allow for that to come in for me too, even with where I'm at now, you know, I couldn't agree with you more. And, and Lana, my listeners will tell you Bruce preaches week after week on all these episodes about the importance of connections. And I always say you can never have too many contacts. But the thing of it is that, you know, it's what you do with those. It's not quantity, it's quality. And and do you follow up with the connections that you make? Do you stay in touch with them? Do you say, how can I help you instead of having your hand out? But on a related note, it is also having that curious nature. And so, you know, you and I, we're, we're all in this together, and we hear about other people that are getting these opportunities, and you say, gosh, how are they getting these opportunities? And you mean that, yes, in a frustrated sense, but also in a curious sense. And, you know, listeners, those of you who are up-and-comers, I'm telling you, 
I, I know your pain. I, I talk to guests. I talk to my clients that I work with in the entertainment business. And I just have regular everyday conversations. And I know that people are struggling and people are too embarrassed to admit that they are. And so they stay in the struggle. And then it's a vicious cycle because they go round and round and they say, why aren't I getting anywhere? So, you know, that's a big part of why I do this show is to bring you information from my experiences, from the guests. And Lana, one of the benefits that I get from this is meeting people like yourself. And I try to make connections with my guests so that if I can help Lana love, I'm going to. And we all have to realize that this is, I I preach the word collaboration all the time. It's a collaborative industry. You can't be hoarding everything to yourself and, and the information and the resources and those connections And you're already, Lana, in the 25 minutes that we've been talking, you're a great testimony to the power of connections. Well, thank you. And Bruce, I'm so glad you said all of that. And that is how I live my life. I believe that we're all co-creating together. Even when I write a song, it is not me who writes it. It is something divine that comes through me. I don't feel like it's, sure, my pen and my, my hand has the pen, but I'm catching it from the air. It is everything. Every moment is a collaboration and a co-creation. And and one thing that you said that I just wrote down, I, I wanted to just expand upon, is um, it, the misconception of struggle. I realized re- just recently, and I'm talking the past couple of months, I stopped struggling. And I decided that it was harder for me to sit on my couch and watch somebody do what I know I can do. And, and I, I decided, you know what, it is harder for me to struggle in that sense than it is for me to go out there and do it. So I think the struggle, I reversed the struggle. I decided that it was harder for me to sit there and not do it and not service my heart. So I, I just urge everyone to find that and that value. That's the value that you bring to somebody else. When you service your heart and your potential, that's the only time that I feel good. That's the only time that I know that I'm worthy is when I'm going for it. That's so tremendous. Please go for it. And, 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 you know, and from that state of mind, everything will just flow in. Oh my God, the opportunities that came in, Bruce. I can't even explain to you the kismet and the co-creative experiences I'm allowing myself to have. You know what it is? I, I decided I decided I was going to allow it to be good. I wasn't going to put any resistance on my path anymore. I'm just going to let it be my time. I'm going to let myself shine. I'm going to let myself go for my highest potential and for me that's being a pop star that's what i want to do because i know from that platform i can change people's lives and hopefully inspire them that's tremendous and and i love that approach because you're right someone can sit on their couch and complain all they want about the gigs that they're getting that they feel they're better than or the gigs that they're not getting but be a lot better to be out playing those gigs and say, okay, you know what? I'm here at the same place again. I, I need to get better places, but I'm thankful that I'm here. I, you never know who's going to be here. I'm getting to work out. So, you know, and all the benefits that I always talk about that there are just to being out performing in the first place. And that's such a great attitude, Lana, and just getting yourself in that mindset and saying, hey, at least I'm out instead of sitting home saying I passed up a show because 
the place that wanted to book me, you know, really isn't that great. Take the positives away yeah, from this and, and just put and yourself I have, out I have there. I story about that. Sorry, I don't mean to cut you no, off. No, it's okay. I, I love just, it. <laughs> I have an awesome story that ties into that. Okay, so I was being vetted by a record label that I really, really, really wanted to work with. And um, I had this show that I went to the, and I had invited everybody and their mother to this show in New York. <laughs> Turns out it was at a dive bar. And I went, oh my God, here I am going to bring like three dancers with me, a violinist, a piano, a DJ equipment, my DJ. Like I'm going all out on this concert, right? Mm -hmm. And then I get to the venue to check it out. And I was like, oh my God, what have I done? It's in a dive bar. And then I went, you know what? No, this was meant to be. This was so meant to be. And I'm going to kill it in this dive bar. And everybody was with me in that concert. And they were like, wow, you put on a show in a freaking dive bar. Well, if you can do that and get, you know, everybody on board with you, then we want to sign you. And that's what happened to me. Outstanding. Wow. Wow. Okay, now it's time for Bruce's bonus. This is a segment here on Now Hear This Entertainment where I take off my hat as podcast host and put on my hat as president of Now Hear This Incorporated, giving a helpful tip for the listeners that are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers who are out there trying hard to make a go of it. Today's bonus is, in October, I saw social media posts from a few different acts referencing their last show of the year. Huh? Why? If you have a sound reason why you won't be performing live in the final two months of the year, that's fine, but tell people why. Otherwise, it comes across as, oh well, there are no bookings for November and December, so I guess this next one is going to be the last one for this year. You don't want to give the appearance that you've given up hope for any more bookings. Explain, with excitement, what you're going to be working on that it's going to keep you off the stage for two whole months. It will keep people interested in still following you regardless of your lack of live dates. And that is today's Bruce's Bonus. That's really great to know, isn't it? Very helpful, right? Bruce gives out a tip just like that on every episode of this show, and there's an easy way to get all those that he gave out over the first 160 episodes. The ebook series called Bruce's Bonus Book contains four volumes and they're all available for purchase and immediate download at www.brucesbonusbook.com. Order yours now for helpful tips that you can apply to your career right away. I'm glad that you also told the story about how breaking your foot really forced you to immerse yourself into songwriting because I must say that in my research preparing for this interview, I did get a sense that songwriting was something that you took to a little later, but has really become very important for you. So I guess, what order would you put the following in, in terms of what you consider yourself to be first, like what you consider yourself to be second, meaning out of out of singer, songwriter, piano player, and dancer, what do you consider yourself to be first, and then second, third, and fourth? Oh my gosh. <laughs> You know, at different points in my life, they've taken on different uh, meanings, you know, and different, it it all levels out at the end of the day. Uh, And I actually, 
I, and I wasn't clear about this in my bio, which I need to change, but I've been songwriting since I was five, like oh. four or five. I've, oh, I've okay. always songwritten. I just never was paid for it. So I didn't until later on in my life. So it's not that I didn't take it seriously. Actually, that was always my home base. Like when I was on the ship, when I was um, touring with Disney, I wrote a one woman show and performed it on the ship. Wow. And for some reason, that's always, I've always come back to that home. And I, I, I don't know that one's necessarily, you know, one skill is better than the other. I think they all level out and I think they're all divine. So I don't know that, you know, when I'm dancing more, my singing is, you know, it's a different kind of breath, but <laughs> it just depends on what I'm doing and what that contract is now. I'm focusing on becoming a vocalist first. Okay, fair enough. Developing that. So that's where my brain's at. But I think they're all kind of on the same playing field. Yeah. Or they have been at one point or another. I see that. I see that. Well, it's like, again, I don't don't want to beat the dead horse here, listeners, and sound like I'm really stumping like crazy for you to watch her Don't Let Me video, but watch her Don't Let Me video. (laughs) <laughs> watch watch her don't let me video Thank and then you. you'll then you'll understand when you watch the video for don't let me that it does make a difference when you are a dancer and you make a music video and you say well i can dance in my own video as opposed to i have to get other people to dance or i'm just not going to have any dancing in this video because you can't do it so to be able to write the song that you're going to sing and dance to in your own video it all just works out wonderfully well, thank you. It was it was a really cool experience, and I can't wait to do more of them. <laughs> and I I'm at the point now where I realize, and this is just a recent thing, but all of this has come out of necessity. Like, I'm now going to start working with the team, and in LA, I'm going to move to LA um, in January, and I realized I can't do it alone anymore. Like, I really need a team, and also I need to do this full time. Like, I, I I really have to switch my mindset now from what I've been doing because I have so many jobs in the city that my mind's a million different places, even though they're all arts-related. I really have to zone in on what exactly I want. And I think for the first time I've been able to define that. And really that's to write my own material and not sing someone else's words. I think that's where my big shift came in when I broke my foot was that, oh my gosh, I have all these different voices because I'm playing a 1920s gal one day, I'm playing a rock star the next day and all these different shows, but none of them were my own voice. And so I got to figure out what that is. Mm. I got to find that. And now that's my main focus. I got to find my voice and I got to do it through love. And I got to just honor my heart in that well, I must say this is pretty scary, the, the strong connection that you and I are making so quickly here, because I actually had a question written later on to ask you, and it's it's partly based on the fact that, you know, you're referred to as pop slash EDM, and last week on the show, the guest was producer Robert Eibach, who has had four number one songs this year, and he's also an EDM remixer, and he's based in Los Angeles, and, and I was out there a few weeks ago and met with him and, and lots of other folks. And so I was wondering to myself, in your case, I thought, has New York kind of been where Lana's going to tell me she really finds to be home? And, and it's like, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Or is this girl going to end up 
going out to Los Angeles at some point, you know, because of the type of music that she's doing. And lo and behold, here you are saying, yeah, I'm moving out there at the beginning of the year. And <laughs> I hadn't even gotten to that question yet. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. It, and, you know, I'll be honest with you. I don't feel like I have a home. I feel like my home is wherever I'm at. And I think that came from touring for so long that I lived out of three suitcases. Mm. That's all I own. Wow. And I like it that way. I, I like not knowing where I'm going to be. I, I enjoy that because then I'm free and open to exploring wherever I'm at and just letting it be what it is as opposed to, oh, I need to go home or I need to, I don't know. I, I've just always been nomadic in that sense. So, L.A., here we come. <laughs> <laughs> Lana, we're just a couple yeah. days away from starting the final month of 2018. I mentioned back in the intro that you released a number of singles this year. So does that mean you're kind of done for a bit, or can the listeners expect more new music from you in, in 2019? And then if so, will you continue these the same approach, meaning putting out singles, or is there, say, an EP or a full album in the works? So the listeners can definitely expect more music, because I don't think I'll ever stop until I'm 90 or <laughs> pick the bucket. But... <laughs> Um, but yes, I have a project. I have a lot of projects in the works that I am so excited about. Um, so you can definitely expect new music. I'll be launching a new project um, with this company I'll be working with, which is World Artists United. And they are fan-freaking-tastic. They're amazing. <laughs> Their music is exactly in alignment with what I want to be sharing with the world, which is love and peace and, and unity and bringing us all together. Um, so you can expect a project at the end of February coming out. Ah. I think it's going to be a single first, and then, you know, we're working towards an EP and an anti-bullying campaign and uh, lots of beautiful things coming up. So I'm so excited. <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, I love that because, you know, so many people I see, they put out a full album and then they take, I don't want to say a year or two off. I mean, part of it is they say, well, I'm out in support of that album now. But, you know, they're not even writing anything new or, you know, they'll write one new song, but then they just kind of put it in the vault and say, well, when, whenever I'm ready to do my next new album, then I'll pull that one out and whatever else I've written since then, or I'll, buy, I'll write a bunch of new stuff for the new project. And I keep saying on so many of these episodes that it really has become a singles-driven industry. And you've shown throughout 2018 with all the singles that you put out this year that you can stay top of mind with people by continually releasing a new song, whatever it is, every other month or whatever schedule you come up with, as opposed to, here's my 11-song album, I'll see you in a couple years. 100%. 100%. It's always good to have songs in the bank, and it's always good to be putting out new content. We, you know, the society we live in today is very um, quick. So you got to stay on top of them, you know, and stay on their brain. And I think one way to do that is to release constant material that's really, really high quality. And honestly, wait until it's exactly how you want it. Exactly. I don't release anything that is is not 100% my heart and soul and my blood went into that you know so yeah releasing singles is a great way to go you know i think the the people who release albums they're you know it's pink it's Katy perry 
it, you know, not saying that you can't, not saying that you can't at all. And especially if you've got distribution, if you've got a team behind you and you guys are all in alignment with, you know, where you want to push the records and, and all that. But for me, my personal experience, especially building my following, I'm still at a very, very preliminary stage of this. I'm still developing as an artist and I always will be, and it, it will always change. But a way for me to do that is it, each single is its own facet of me and facet of love. So I, I didn't, I was able to chunk it down and I didn't have this like weight bearing on my soldiers of releasing a full album. And I'm sure that time will come and I can't wait to experience yeah, that. Yeah. But for right now, you know, just one-offs for me is the best way to go to develop my base, my sure, fan base sure. and the love tribe. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Listeners, so. you just heard her mention pink. And back in the intro, I mentioned pink as well. I would be remiss if I didn't send you back to episode 238. Go listen to my interview with Mark Shulman, who is the drummer on tour with pink. Lana, on a related note, you have an Indiegogo campaign going is that to help raise funds for a specific project or is it just to support all the various endeavors under the Lana Love umbrella? Yeah, so I, it, it is. It's it's for artist development. And the, the team I'm working with now has a tremendous plan. 2019, Bruce, I will break. I will break and I will compete in the pop music industry on the highest level. So I'm... I won't say up against, but, and, and compete really isn't the, the right word, but um, I will be amongst pink Katy Perry, Lady Gaga. I will be amongst those people. And, and it does, it takes tremendous amount of funds. It takes about $2 million for a record label to break a new artist. Um, with the connections that we have, it will probably take us about a hundred grand. So that's, that's the uh, overall number that I'm looking at. Okay. Um, and that number doesn't scare me at all. But right now, uh, just to get me started, I have an Indiegogo for ten grand, and that will be for touring in Japan, the Asian market. We have over 16,000 DJs that are going to pump the record like crazy before I get there so that when I get there, I'm already, you know, a star. Outstanding. And, and that's kind of how they... That's the formula they're using. So it's don't become a prophet in your own land. You can't do that at, at, in the beginning. Go overseas where you're different. You're an alien over there. So automatically people are like, ooh, who's this? You know, and then come back. And once you have that audience, then it's an international market. And there are many more opportunities to make money and have sponsors that way. So that is my goal that's the the team's goal and and uh, what the money will be used for outstanding listeners i'm talking today with singer songwriter piano player and dancer lana love visit her official website at lanaloveofficial.com we will have a link to it on the show page for this episode at nhte.net and wow there are tons of other online destinations where you can find lana social media wise she is on facebook twitter youtube and instagram she is also on Reverb Nation and at one point was ranked number three on their pop slash EDM charts and was awarded featured pop artist. Do also check out her Indiegogo campaign. Plus, her music is streaming on Spotify. 
one of the many platforms where the show is available, and you can purchase downloads of Lana's music on iTunes. I want to invite you to get in touch, comments, questions, what do you like that I do, what don't you like that I do, what do you wish I would start doing, send an email to podcast at nhte.net, or even call the message line and leave a voicemail at 813-854-8000, or of course, get in touch via social media. There are links to all those platforms on nhte.net. Lana, Wow, I mentioned back in the intro that you've performed in some pretty noticeable spots, for instance, Times Square in New York, and then also in Las Vegas. In the case of Las Vegas, wow, you performed four times in five nights at the end of August. Congratulations. Was was that your, was that your first time performing in Vegas? And regardless, how fun was that? <laughs> oh, it was so fun bruce it was a well vegas in itself it was my first time going there wow and um so i really got the full experience i mean we even shot a couple music videos while we were there that haven't come out yet and are still in the works but um it was just wild it you know it was like go 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 and i really i really love that (laughs) i love the fast pace i love being on i love um, the pressure. I, I really thrive in it. So it was the perfect environment for me. And I think what my this next journey of my life will be, will be um, to be stay grounded while having a show every night, interviews in the morning, you know, and really just stay true to myself through all that pressure and, and being on all the time. There's really no off switch. But really, there's no off switch on life, too. So it, it's, it feels very natural to me to just slip into that that new uh that new journey but yes vegas was too fun (laughs) much too fun (laughs) and there's more common ground that you and i are crossing i was in las vegas in april and then i was just there last month so we we just missed each other by a couple months but clearly we were meant to talk today and wow, you have so much going on, and, and I rattled off that whole list, and I should have mentioned, listeners, when you go to lanaloveofficial.com, you will be able to see where and when you can go see her perform live. And listeners, I really hope that you're subscribing to the show so that you're getting it automatically every week, but I also hope that you have checked out Boulder Creek Guitars, especially, of course, if you play guitar, bass, or ukulele. You've been hearing me talk about them for the last several months. I play a Boulder Creek guitar and lots of big-name artists play Boulder Creek guitars as well. Make no mistake, they do look cool, but it's their sound, of course, that you'll really love. And that's thanks in large part to their suspended bracing system, which you can learn about along with finding a list of dealers on their website at bouldercreekguitars.com. That's B-O-U-L-D-E-R, bouldercreekguitars.com. Lana, we have people who listen to this show every week because they're up-and-coming singers, songwriters, artists, entertainers. For their benefit, can you talk about how you have gotten to work with, as I was mentioning in the intro, the award-winning producers that I said that they've worked with, the likes of Britney Spears, Christina Aguilar, and Pink? And, And for that matter, while you're at it, in terms of some advice, can... Working with a producer of that stature really make a significant impact on an up-and-comer's career, or do they need to be careful to not just think that that will be the case if they're fortunate enough to get to work with someone Mm -hmm. like that? Never believe that that will be the case. 
um, I, I, and I've worked with a, a, a lot of people now that have reached that point, um, you know, Grammy Awards, the whole kit and caboodle. Um, and I've been made promises, you know, that were not followed through on. Ah. Always get it in writing. That's all I'll say. Always get it in writing. But, but I'm so glad that happened and that had to happen for me to expand and learn. I had to go through that to learn. But if I can save you, you know, save anybody uh, just a little bit of heartache, just get it in writing. Always have a split sheet. Always have, you know, um, always uh, have it on paper. You know, if someone makes promise to you, uh, that sort of thing. But uh, and what was your what was your first question? My first question was, how have you gotten the opportunity to work with with these types of people, the the producers that have, you know, won awards and work with the likes of Brittany and Christina and Pink. Yeah, Um, that came, I asked for it. I know that sounds like a silly, simple thing, but I asked for it and I bumped into the right people. And I think that's how every connection works. A friend of a friend. I was living in an apartment in Soho, um, with a gal who knew the the producer who had worked with Mariah Carey, Pink, Houston, all of, you know. And from there, I I just, we hit it off. Mm. We hit it off on, and, and we just met randomly in New York and we kept bumping into each other. And I went, oh, well, you know, I showed in some of my music. I, you know what it was, too? I was ready for it. I wasn't scared. I asked for it and I went, you know what? I'm going to meet the right people. That's just what I thought. I thought, I'm going to meet the right people who are going to take me to the next level, and I'm going to let that be good, and that's sitting in the pot. And immediately, it dropped in. Well, but what I also like about that answer is that you knew that the worst that they could say was no. So you're not even going to find out if the answer is no or if it's yes if you don't ask. And so you put yourself out there, and you weren't afraid to ask, and you got the yes. Yeah, and and even, even now... I'm learning, especially with this Indiegogo, because at first I was like, oh, gosh, okay, Um, I I don't know how I feel about asking for this amount of money. And then I realized it is not about the money. It's about the connection and the journey and going on this journey with me. And I want to take people on this journey with me as I grow and discover and and and. I want to know, too, how do you become a pop star? I think everybody wants to know that, or if that's their path. You know, they want to know. And I'm, you know, I'm listening to Pink's story, listening to Katy Perry's story. It's all kismet. It was all because they allowed themselves to just have a connection with somebody and develop it and go with it and and not question it. I love it. Just let it be good. I love it. We're going to close today with another single that Lana put out this year, one called Energy. But Lana, before we let you go, tell the listeners all about this song, please. Ooh, okay. Energy was another (laughs) one. It took me about 20 minutes. And actually, the producer I was working with at the time that I was talking to you about, about uh, who had worked with all these people, didn't like the song at all. Mm. He was not interested in it. He, He didn't want to produce it. You know, and I went, nah, there's magic in this song. <laughs> so I gave it to somebody else and I loved it. They turned totally turned it around and um, 
Jack did a remix of it, uh, who who I worked with out in Vegas. But it was another one of those songs that just came in uh, straight from the air to the pen. So, outstanding, outstanding. Yeah. I wrote it when I broke my foot too. Ah, there you go. Listeners, I hate to tell you this, but I can't wait to get off the air and continue talking with Lana. And, and I'm, I'm sorry that you won't get to hear it, but we are out of time. And uh, Lana, this has just been outstanding. Just so grateful to have had you on. Thank you so much for your time. Same. Thank you so much for having me. I so appreciate it. You're awesome, Bruce. Thank, uh, thank you. you. Thank you. An absolute pleasure. Listeners, that will do it for another episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. My sincere thanks to singer, songwriter, piano player, and dancer Lana Love. Do visit her website at lanaloveofficial.com. Engage with her on social media. Like her Facebook page. Follow her on Twitter and Instagram. I did all of that last night. Subscribe to her YouTube channel and then watch and like the videos on there. For that matter, tell you heard her and her music on Now Hear This Entertainment. Remember that... At LanaLoveOfficial.com, you can see where and when you can go see her perform live. Check her out on Reverb Nation as well, and do spend some time looking at her Indiegogo campaign. Last but definitely not least, remember that her music, just like this show, can be heard on Spotify, and you can purchase downloads of Lana's music on iTunes. Once again, feel free to get in touch just to say hello or to let me know your thoughts about Now Hear This Entertainment. I truly want to hear from listeners. I don't just say this as a formality, send an email to podcast at nhte.net or leave a voicemail on the message line at 813-854-8000 or, of course, get in touch via one of the social media platforms that we have links to on nhte.net. Thank you ever so much for listening. We'll send you out with another song from Lana Love. This is the one she just talked about. It's called Energy. Baby, I just want to take you I could take you there Oh, I'm in a day So we ain't sitting in shame When you're pulling my hair